Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 40 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. On today's show, we have Jonathan Grzbowski, co-founder of graphic design SaaS company called Penji, and he's going to talk about how to sell recurring services. He'll also talk about his thoughts around pricing, how to identify services that can be packaged into recurring services, and how to be successful at cold emailing. Plus, we have a big announcement about the unconvention, all that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in the IT services business, this is the place to be to get more clients and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page. Click the following tab and then select See First so that every time we go live, it jumps to the top of your news feed and you can check out the live shows. All right. Well, today we're going to have an awesome conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to be talking with Jonathan Grzbowski. Uh, he's the co-founder of Penji, and that is a company that provides unlimited graphic design at one flat monthly rate. And what 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 I'm excited to do is talk to him about some of the lessons he's learned marketing his own company. Uh, and how we can apply that to manage services and other types of recurring revenue that uh, that we as computer business owners, uh, you know, are doing on a day to day basis. And also, kind of want to talk about um, just the idea of having, you know, a reliable graphic designer and maybe some of the frustrations people have with graphic designers. So we'll kind of touch a few different bases here. Uh, but before we jump into that, just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping. Want to remind you guys again uh, and. This is going to probably every episode you're going to be hearing more about this. Uh, but, you know, as more information comes out, I'll be able to give you more information. But I uh, just want to remind you about the unconvention in Chicago this year. Uh, it's going to be an awesome gathering of computer business owners. So you can join your peers and you can learn from your peers and from other industry experts about all the things you care about, about growing your business, about providing services. And all of that stuff. Um, the dates are August 24th to 26th. We've got a great venue in downtown Chicago. Uh, we've got uh, a, a, an awesome, huge co-working space that's right in the same building as a hotel. So you can stay and go to the, the conference and then you're steps away from lots of cool uh, attractions right along the river in, uh, in downtown Chicago. So that's going to be exciting. Also, um, I can announce that we our keynote speaker this year is going to be Michael Michaelwitz, and he is the author of books such as The Pumpkin Plan and Profit First. And um, where you know a lot of us are big fans of his books. Uh, he used to be a former IT consultant, and now he's an author and speaker. Uh, and so he's he's got lots of great ideas around uh, structuring businesses and making sure you you know grow a valuable business and you focus on what's important. Uh, so we're super excited to have him. He's going to be joining us as a keynote speaker. He's also going to be joining us 
um, for a book signing afterwards, and uh, he's going to be able to hang out with us a little bit uh, on one of the dates during the convention. So if you're a fan of his or any of his books, I'd suggest you you definitely jump on this opportunity. Um, tickets aren't quite on sale yet. Those are going to be on sale soon. So just head on over to unconvention.io, uh, fill in your information there, and you will be the first to know when tickets go on sale so you can grab them up because they will be limited. So hope hope to see you there. I think it's going to be... I say this every year, and it's true every year, and we hope it's going to be keep being true, but this is definitely going to be the best unconvention yet. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Also, if you guys uh, would love to get you on the um, Computer Business Marketing Newsletter, where every week we send out a curated newsletter of the latest news, um, the latest podcast episode, um, any other goings-on in the world of computer business marketing, uh, just go ahead and head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com, fill out the uh, the form at the top of the page there, and every week, every Wednesday, you'll get uh, the newsletter delivered straight to your inbox for a weekly dose of uh, inspiration for marketing your computer business. All right, before we jump into the interview, we're almost there. Just got one more thing, and that is to quickly mention our sponsor, Tech Site Builder. You guys know Tech Site Builder is the place you can go to get a website up and running quickly and easily for your computer business at a super affordable rate. One of the cool things that's happened with Tech Site Builder lately that I wasn't even expecting was we're actually getting people from other industries uh, coming and joining on the platform. Uh, and that's because I think, I'd like to think that's because Tech Site Builder is super flexible and that's on purpose. You know, I didn't want to force you into a certain, you know, um, layout that you didn't like or a certain you know style that you didn't like. Instead, Tech Site Builder is basically a blank canvas um, that makes makes it easy for you to set up really quick. But if you want to spend the time to really dig in and kind of make the website your own, uh, you can do that. Um, so you know there's lots of cool features, lots of um, behind the scenes stuff that you can do, page, drag and drop page builder, uh, landing page builder, you can create email opt-ins. Uh, you can create, you know, galleries and slideshows, you know, all the cool stuff that you you might want, but you don't need any of that if you just want a simple computer business website, you know, your name, your phone number, your services listed, a contact form. You can get that up and running super quick, and it's just about the same price that you would pay for, you know, premium hosting. So it's really affordable, and uh, we, we're always releasing tutorials and new features. So, you know, if your website can use a facelift, even if you're not a computer business owner, <laughs> uh, you know it's it's cool that we get folks from other industries, and and if they find it useful, you know that's great. I think we had um, someone who does uh, aerial drone photography signed up for Tech Site Builder. We had another person who um, who has a, a garage for um, like late mo- uh, like late model cars, um, older cars, uh, and, uh, and he's got like, like a restoration garage and he's, he's got a tech site builder site. So it's cool to see some other folks being able to use tech site builder and take advantage of that platform. So if you have a website and you want to kind of give it a facelift or it's been a while and it's gotten stale, head on over to techsitebuilder.com and get it set up. We've got a 30 day money back guarantee. So there's no risk. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, no, no harm, no foul. But if you do like it, then, uh, you can stick around and, uh, and uh, take advantage of all the, the great features. So again, head on over to techsitebuilder.com to check that out. All right, guys, so let's jump into the interview today without further ado. Today, my uh, guest is Jonathan Grisbowski. 
He's the co-founder of Penji, which provides unlimited graphic design at one flat monthly rate. Jonathan, how you doing? Doing fantastic. Matt, thank you so much for uh, for your time and allowing me the opportunity to uh, talk about SaaS business and design and all that, everything else in between. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> Appreciate your time as well. And, and uh, I look forward to digging into this because I, I think you have a, an interesting story um, and the 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 way you transitioned your business to what it is now is kind of similar to to the way I did it, and so I'd love to hear kind of how that happened and and the history with that and and the decision making process there, and and then of course we'll dig into some marketing tips for recurring services. You know, you have a SaaS. Most of our listeners uh, provide services, but there's that recurring monthly payment thing that's kind of the common bond there, and I'm. I'm sure all the stuff you do to to market that can apply to to our guys as well, and then of course then we'll we'll get into the graphic design stuff a little bit. So first, why don't we just kind of um, you know give us a little bit about your background, and then you can take us through to um, you know the the company previously before Penji, and then what kind of got you into Penji and and uh, and what you're doing there now. Sure. So I'd say uh, my entire life, I've been a rogue uh, risk taker. I've always been that person that went against the grain. Um, always that person that <clears throat> maybe uh, the parents told you to go come in at five o'clock, but I probably came in at like 501 just to, you know, throw it at them a little bit. But um, we've been a design agency for the past five years. And, and what we realize is as a design agency, it wasn't suited to who we were as people. It wasn't suited to who we were as professionals. We grew to about 10 people uh, and we're located in the beautiful, wonderful city of Camden, New Jersey, which is right outside Philadelphia. Um, and I'd love to talk about how important the city is and what we're doing for the city and for our community. But we've been a design agency and we did high-end design, high-end uh, web development, app development, marketing, and just kind of had that one-stop shop. Um, but that was actually probably our biggest downfall in all things business because we had no specialization. We had no niche. We had, uh, we didn't know who to go out, go after when it comes to customers. And so we grew the company, but then we plateaued after a while. We plateaued because number one, we didn't know who to go after. And number two, uh, the buying cycle of a, of a business, of a high-end service can be anywhere between three to six months from six months to a year. And that's just right. not a lucrative business model. And so we looked at ourselves and we said, well, you know, the, the annoying question that I'm sure everybody asks themselves, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we realized that it wasn't what we were currently doing. Um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to have purpose. We wanted to stand for something. We wanted to give back to our local community and we wanted to provide a five-star service. Um, although we worked with incredible companies and we had uh, a lot of great clients, we just weren't fulfilled. We weren't able to um, do everything else that we stood for. I like to say that we were like a shell of a company. We were there for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to make money. Mm. And any business owner and any person that's in business right now that is out to just make money, it will be awesome in the beginning, but it's going to get old as hell uh, in, a, in a couple of years because that's not a driving force. Um, it is a nasty way to do business and it's just not who we are. So uh, what we did was while we were in, 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 in our agency, we created this tool to help us scale ourselves, to help us scale design in our production. And mm. that was inevitably what Penji became. 
Uh, it was originally an idea where we would just, you know, use it. And then we found out, you know, well, let's create a service about this as well. Right. Uh, and then the service turned into um, a SaaS uh, business model, which it currently is now, uh, reoccurring revenue. Our prices are $349 a month and $698 a month. And I'd love to talk more about how we determined those prices and, you know, and how we got our first 200 customers in under three months and everything in between. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot to dig in there. Um, you know, I, I found the same thing when I was, uh, and I still do it a little bit, but you know, developing websites, the, the project, the cycle for the project is so long and, uh, it takes a lot to onboard clients. It takes a lot to do the service. And, you know, when you don't have a, a niche of client, you end up kind of, reinventing the wheel each time and trying to, you know, doing different things every time and, you know, asking the client, Hey, what do you want to trying to get, do your best to give it to them. Um, and it can be, you know, it can be a lot of work. It can be draining and, uh, and it kind of gives you these peaks and valleys right in your revenue. Um, totally. And that's kind of what, what's cool about recurring. And I know, uh, folks listening, um, can probably relate, right. Computer repair, uh, is very reactive and, even if you're doing B2B computer uh, networking and stuff, if you if you don't have that recurring model, it's always you know where's the next project? I gotta get the next project, and you're always trying to get the next project. I'm curious for back in your agency days, um, how how did you get clients? What was kind of the the most effective way of getting new clients back then? Uh, the most effective way for agency, our agency, Lisa, and I, I can't speak to anybody else's agency but our own but it was a lot of networking it was a lot of grind it was a lot of um, referrals it was a lot of cold email and mm-hmm. honestly that just became tiring it became right. time to everybody and as a unit um, of at the time 10 people we just worked in our own silos but never worked together as a company Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we right. would be, we would say, Hey, you do sales and you know, you do this and you do that and you do market. I mean, the list goes on and on of what the tasks actually were. Um, but people weren't working for a common goal. You're just working to make money. And as stated before, it's just not a lucrative thing to, it's not fun. You know, like that's the main thing you mm-hmm. have to, if you're in business for yourself, you have to have fun. And if you're not right. having fun, you need to change it. And And that's kind of like what, what, what we wanted to do was, what can we do to have fun, number one, and what can we do that solves a legitimate problem? And so what we found is that for our customers, their problems were, um, so we were our own customer, right? Like if yeah, you think about that's it, what we I love are about our it. own customers yeah. and that's why we did it. That's so what awesome. were our problems, right? Our problems were um, creating tasks and finishing them on time, right? Difficulty managing all the design requests that are coming in. That's number two. Mm-hmm. So if you get a project, you talk to a customer, hey, I need a slider done, or hey, I need a, um, a footer redesigned or, or, or a landing page redesigned. How do you communicate that effectively with your team? And there's amazing platforms like Trello and Basecamp and, 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 and several other things that I'm sure people use, Asana that people use. But um, for us, it just didn't, it didn't work out. Um, the other, a couple of other problems is that it's extremely difficult to find a reliable designer. Um, yes. Why, why would you want to go on Fiverr? Or why would you want to go on um, an, an, another service uh, like an Upwork or even using your local network? Um, you have to hire them. You have to, well, you have to interview them. You have to talk to them. You have to look at their portfolio. And there's all these things that take a massive amount of time for a business. Um, 
And then the last thing is the communication problem, right? So how can you effectively communicate your idea to your uh, designer? And that's kind of the solution right. is all-in-one uh, Penji. So we fix all those issues for for the agency, which is our primarily um, you know, demographic that we're marketing to. But you know, we, we feel as if we're doing a good job uh, fixing that problem for our customers. Yeah, that's great. I think that's... Um, uh, a, a great way to to come up with a new service or a new um, a, a new business is to you scratch your own itch, right? What is what are you having a problem with? How can you fix it for yourself, and then repeat that and fix it for other people? And it seems like that's what you're doing. And I, I you know, I, I'd love folks listening to kind of think about, you know, what in your business is is something that is can be repeated. That's very, you know, you can process put it in a process and, and make it repeatable and package it up and sell it for, you know, a monthly service to your clients, you know, um, computer updates, virus removal, backups, all that stuff you can kind of package up and, and put processes around it, make it repeatable and then, um, do it, you know, for a monthly, monthly fee. So, uh, so yeah, let's dig into the, the pricing. How did you, uh, settle on the pricing you have now? Um, kind of take us through the thought process there. Sure. So number one, um, a SaaS business is not for everyone. Uh, if you, or any type of recurring revenue model is, is not for every single person, uh, that's listening today. So I hope people aren't like, you know, I, I'm, uh, I want to go out and start my own thing because there is a lot of, um, intricate details that you need to pay close attention to, um, like the customer success, what to charge, et cetera. So what we originally did was we, we came up with the, the quote unquote idea to launch this. And we probably spent the first six months just researching and doing as much data as we possibly can. Um, and I think that was probably one of the biggest life lessons that I learned in uh, growing multiple businesses. And this one in particular is for the first time, this is a data-driven company. So everything that we do is built off of purpose and built off of reasoning. There's no like what ifs and shoulda, coulda, wouldas type of mm -hmm. things. We're moving at the pace that we should because of the research and, and, and understanding that we have in the market. So that's number one. You need to understand your market. Um, you need to understand what other people are charging and you know, you could always go, you could always go lower, but is that effective? So we surveyed, uh, close to around a hundred to, uh, 200 people. I think we got like 125 back or something like that, 150 back, somewhere around that, that range. And we asked them, Hey, um, do, if we create this, would you want it? Uh, are the problems that you're creating? Is this, uh, what are your problems in business? And if you were to, uh, pay for this price, um, would you pay for it? And straight up asking the question, like, would you buy it? And a large majority of people said yes. And we used that as our base of our first customers, our first base of customers. But more specifically, um, what we learned was uh, the model that we had of now is not what we originally started with. So mm. we originally started with a pricing tier of $79 a month um, wow. for three graphic designs and unlimited revisions. And then the second tier was what we currently have now, which is $349 a month for unlimited graphic design and unlimited revisions. And we realized that the customers that we were spending the most amount of time on were the customers that we were spending the least amount of money. Right. <laughs> so yeah. um, they were the ones that were calling us up because we're a SaaS model. We don't, we charge solo because we optimize the time within our software. So yeah. 
um, talking to somebody over the phone, meeting them in person, um, they that's not the best use of our time. As much as we love our customers and we would love to talk to all of them, it's it's not the best from a business perspective to you know take them out to dinner every single t- every single customer and, and and you know you you would know the list goes on and on, right? Yeah, and that, this was a mindset shift for me as well with Tech Site Builder because Tech Site Builder is built on kind of a SaaS model where it's people sign up and they subscribe and. And I I don't have the the resources to personally talk to each and every tech site builder user and talk to them on the phone or like you said meet them um, even though every now and then I will <laughs> just because you know if, if the situation arises where where that's possible um, so yeah you like have to like make sure you don't put a phone number on your site that's easily available and make yeah. sure that you set expectations I think is a big a big deal. Um, so people don't expect that they can be contacting you all the time. Well, I do want to say one thing to that, though, because I think this has been a huge success for us. We actually do put our, our uh, we're not afraid of our our number. Um, I don't think it is on the website now, but I'm sure it's going to be something we will be putting up in the future. Uh, we want our customers to to you know, reach out and we're not afraid to get on the phone. So what we do right now, uh, we actually talk to every single one of our customers. We get them on the phone, we introduce ourselves, we let them know that you're talking with a real person. Uh, we give them a tour of the software so they, if they have any questions, um, they can ask them at that moment. And occasionally, because it's designed, we do have to get on the phone because we need to make sure that we're hitting the marker. We need to make sure that what we're designing is is clearly and effectively communicated. And sometimes if we have questions or if they have questions, they might want to reach out and we're totally fine with talking to the customer, but it's not ideal. So to answer the long uh, the question in a long-winded way, um, it's we started with 79 and all of our time was spent on the $79 clients. And so what we realized as well was doubled down. We got rid of the $79 option and we are now only working with a uh, the $349 and also the $698 uh, option for our customers. That's great. And that seems to be a, a sweet spot where you, you, I guess you're able to give the level of service you want to your customers and yet, you know, they're paying enough <laughs> to where, you, you know, that kind of that exchange uh, works out for everybody. Sure. Yeah. So that and that's I think that's a good lesson to learn when you know other folks are are putting together a monthly package. Um, you know, keep in mind that what kind of what service level do you want to provide? Do you want to be super low cost and and low touch, or do you want to have that interaction with your clients? Let them be able to call you and just factor that into to the to the price um, and make sure they understand that you know that value. Yeah, and I think there's something uh, interesting that Colleen. So I'm, I'm looking at your feed as well, um, you know, and I see Colleen actually, you know, said something about being a designer for 20 years, and the concern would be design is subjective, and I couldn't agree more. Design is very subjective, but I think what we do a good job with is is communicating and listening. So if you feel as if at any point in time, because we offer unlimited uh, unlimited revisions, if you don't like what we're doing, just request it. Request another option. Uh, ask for another designer on the project. Ask for a second look. Um, talk to us and see and let us know what is not being done effectively, and we'll produce something that that will be. Yeah, that's that that's great. And I think um, you know, in in a process driven type of solution like this, there there are going to be things that you know you you. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there are going to be certain requests that you have to kind of say, well, that's not quite what we do or, you know, because it, it sounds like, you know, um, 
you can't have the client just requesting all this crazy stuff and then it, you turn into an agency again. So I guess my question is, how do you uh, prevent you know turning back into an agency and instead you know get this this repeated process down? Yeah, um, I mean that's a good question. I, I just for I mean we don't. I think a lot of agencies uh, they come in and do you want the strategy as well? Um, sure. So I think that's kind of like once we add the the strategy or the marketing arm of getting the message out there, I think that's where we become more of an agency. But our clients are are more so agency owners than they are actual small business owners. Um, although we do cater and we're a SaaS company, we won't say no to somebody who has a, a need for our service, but primarily agencies, um, web developers, web designers, app developers, people who need that type of, uh, of work. Um, you know, those are the large bulk of who we talk to. Um, so yeah, I, I, hopefully that, that answers your question. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's something that it sounds like you guys kind of cracked the, the code on. And um, and you're able to deliver it without you know because um, because Colleen just said how do you how do you stay profitable and sure. it sa- and it sounds like you know you're you you have enough clients where you're able to kind of keep keep the ball rolling um, yeah. on these on these projects if you if you get one client right um, yeah we're not profitable <laughs> you know like it's very clear we're not profitable how the hell can you charge three hundred forty nine dollars hire everybody in Camden uh, locally. And and still be maintain a you know drink water uh, free, free water out of the hose, um, <laughs> yeah. w- we wouldn't be so like every SaaS business you make you make money at, the more people you're able to to have on the platform and then there's churn which people that leave, uh, but we're in the uh, idea where if we can create something that's a no brainer for the customer um, where if they use us they can use us for every month and it w- they would be foolish to to leave that's kind of like where we want to be um, in our SaaS model. So I would recommend if somebody who's trying to uh, run a SaaS or, or, or have a recurring revenue business model for themselves, um, make it so easy for the customer to love you and make it easy for them to use your services, whatever they may be. Uh, even if it's a dog walking business, Make sure that you greet them with a smile every single time you come in and maybe you dress up, you spend a couple of dollars extra and you spend a little money to put that bow uh, directly on the dog's collar uh, as, they, as you return the dog back. Um, I, I think that's the differentiation factor of having a successful uh, recurring revenue business versus uh, another company that just wants to make money. Cool. So let's let's get into the um, the marketing aspect a little bit. So you, you talked about how you were able to grow the SaaS business pretty quickly. Um, what what were some of the things you did to drive that growth? Yeah, sure. So I'd say it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, right now we're at a team of twenty three people, and things can get very hectic with a with a company of of that of that size. And we're still relatively small. Um, I think number one is goal setting and holding your team accountable for your goals, uh, for the goals that they set. So what, what does that mean? So in our company, we have a goal list uh, that we set out every single day and everybody puts out their goals. 
and what do they want to accomplish in that day? What do they want to accomplish in the week? What do they want to accomplish in a month? So we had, we're going to be having the conversation tomorrow of what does your month look like and what does your next week look like? And if the, and, and if the person that, that you're talking to, your teammate, your, um, we don't really call like employees, we call them team members, but our team members, if they're, if they want to accomplish X, well, what do they need in order to accomplish X? Uh, if they're trying, if they're having troubles in areas with Y, then we, how can you help them? It's your job as a leader to be able to provide those resources. So you need to make sure you're providing the resource of, of, of your, your, your employees because they're the ones driving the, the company. You're just there making sure that your, the direction is going the right way. Um, so I'll answer the question in two parts. Obviously, if you have a team, effectively communicate with your team members. Um, but if you're if you don't have a team and you're working by yourself, find a way to hold yourself accountable. Uh, write some things down. It's really silly to write that you want to be able to take a 15 minute break for yourself, but build that into your schedule and and call somebody, reach out to a friend uh, to have them become your accountability partner. So you also can. Um, uh, so you can have that that relationship where uh, you could say, "Hey, you, you did this this today. Why didn't you do that today? You did this, and why didn't you do that?" So I think those relationships are really important. So that's probably the first thing that you need to do is hold yourself accountable and set goals. The second thing would be is be careful, but reach out and use your existing network, and that's what we did. Everything we did for our first two hundred customers was one hundred percent not scalable. <laughs> I'll repeat that. It was not scalable. We did nothing of that is sexy. We did nothing that is skilled. We just did it. We just went out and we did a hard work for the first 200 customers. And honestly, it's going to, so great. We, we probably will just continue that aspect uh, until we reach our next milestone. And then we'll probably then find a way to scale in between. But I think a lot of people are afraid to do the hard work. Right. And they're so, afraid. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. So, so, what, so, Maybe we could get a little specific. So, what what is what is that hard work? Is it um, is it just cold calling random people? Is it doing market research to figure out who would be a good fit? Is it going to networking events? Kind of what what are some examples of of some of the grinding you've done to to get those clients? Cold email. Um, cold email. Mm-hmm. Cold email is probably a large majority, and cold messaging. So, cold, cold email, cold messaging. Um, that was probably like a, the biggest, the biggest how, thing. How did you find the people to send the email to? Um, well, once you understand who your customers are and who you're trying to target, um, those are the ones that, um, those are the people that you already, you already know their position. So like I'm looking for a creative director. I'm looking for an owner of a marketing. So my keywords are agency, marketing, um, design, something like that. Right. And I can go on LinkedIn and Sales Navigator if I wanted to, or I can go into Google and say top 10 uh, web design organizations or uh, top agencies in my local region, comb the website, collect the data, send them an email. And I'll even go as far as what the email should look like. Um, so the email would say, hey, um, hey, Matt, uh, love your podcast. I love it when you had uh, Jonathan Grisbowski on the show. He is so good looking and amazing and funny and the list goes on and on, right? So that's the first line. First line is going to be 100% custom to the person because I run a podcast and you run a podcast. So if somebody said to you and said, hey, I really liked your interview with this person. You ask great questions. You can be like, you know what? F yeah, man. Thank you for listening. You're awesome. 
Number two would be, this is what you do. Um, my, I'm, I'm, uh, my name is Jonathan. I'm the director. I'm the co-founder, whatever you want to say. You're the janitor of Penji, um, and we do X, and I'd like to get the word out there. Uh, do you have time for, for uh, well, actually, no. I'll, I'll start there. So you'll say what you do and you'll say, I'm trying to get the word out there. Um, and then the, the, the second thing would be, or the third thing under that would be, this is how, this is the problems that we solve. So it'd be a problem. Like we solve uh, design, we dissolve, we solve speed, we dissolve uh, uh, time. Uh, are you interested in a phone call? We'd love to um, find time so we could talk. Uh, a couple of other things that I did uh, that we all did really was we asked questions on LinkedIn, uh, and we would say, "Hey, uh, Matt, uh, you're into uh, uh, you're into tech. What is the one thing?" And this is not even a hi. Like you're not even saying hi. You're not even saying my name is Matt. What is the one thing that you need to focus on in 2018 to grow your business uh, in the tech industry? Just engaging. You know. the, the amount of responses that we got from that were overwhelmingly positive. Um, not one person told me to F off. Not one person uh, wasn't even interested. Every person, I, I don't know the exact numbers. Um, I probably should have, but I'd say somewhere in the ranges of like 70 to 80%. Um, the ones that did respond, they immediately wanted to either learn more or jump on a call because the people I was targeting to had a problem. And the thing that I was solving for them, uh, the thing that we were uh, solving was that problem. So they were already interested because that was what we were doing to help them. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's key, right? Is if you can um, address the problem that they're having at the time, (laughs) then, then it's kind of a no brainer, right? Absolutely. And I think the last thing would just be um, digital marketing. Um, We all need digital marketing and our team is doing an amazing job doing that. Um, We have one young lady in particular uh, who's doing some incredible stuff and and creating good content. Um, We're doing Facebook lives and we're doing fun. We did one today where we had a jelly bean challenge. And um, we we just ate jelly beans, and one of them was barf, and the other one was uh, peach, and and so like this cool content that makes that makes it engaging and fun. We're recording videos of our team members, uh, so uh, other people can get involved. Uh, I personally am recording a video uh, every single day. Uh, at least I'm trying to. Uh, listen, I'm not going to say I'm perfect because things do happen, but I'm trying to record a video a day and putting it on LinkedIn, simply asking questions providing value, getting people engaged, and the amount of people that, that interact with those questions, as silly as they are today, I asked a question that says, are you, interested, uh, are you a morning person or a night person? That was it. <laughs> Simple questions that people are engaging and interacting and telling their stories. So, so my question from that is then, so people are engaging with that, but then how do you turn that into customers? Sure. That's, so that's something that's not that that that's a topic that doesn't have anything to do with your business. You're, but you're getting absolutely. people engaged. Kind of, what's the next step after that? Sure. So because uh, you are providing all this content when you want to sell, you throw out a sell, and people are engaged and they're interested. Um, and then it's just the revolving cycle of reaching out to more people and telling them what you do and if they can ask for uh, more business or referral, an introduction, whatever it may be. Um, I think now if, if I were, I, I, and I've always asked for help, like, hey, uh, I, I'm looking for an agency owner. Uh, can anybody introduce me to an agency owner? So maybe I'll do five videos in one ask 
uh, or I'll do three videos in one ask, or we'll create content where it's a blog or we'll, we'll guest blog or we'll go on, um, a podcast like this and, um, people will learn about the brand and they'll see the brand. And because they see the brand, they go on the website and because they go on the website, they might put in their email address for like an email newsletter or they just go on the website and we're going to retarget the crap out of them because <laughs> that's what Facebook and Google allows us to do. Yep. Uh, so you might as well use it. I think right. Google remarketing and Facebook remarketing are some of the most underutilized tools in business because people do not know how to use it. So if you know how to use it and you can get people to the website, you track them. You track them through uh, their cookies and through Facebook and Instagram and Google. So no matter what they do, they see your stuff and they know exactly what you're all about. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think it's a great way to be to make sure you, you don't need to be salesy. You don't have to be pitching all the time. You can you know just provide value and then people can discover you and then follow you and then hear about you through other channels. And, uh, and it's a great way to just kind of get seep, seep into people's lives <laughs> slowly and but surely. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with you. Remarketing is great. And um, I, if I could, do you mind if I just add one more thing? Um, I have a podcast and I started a podcast before I ever wanted to sell anything. And mm. the amount of people that I've met on a podcast, like Matt, you've interviewed me and I'm incredibly grateful for allowing, uh, you allowing me to be on your platform and I will never forget you. Like regardless, like it doesn't matter. It'll be a year from now. It'll be two years from now. I'll be like, dude, you know what? You gave me a shot. You gave me an opportunity. And I'm not telling everybody to go out there and start your own podcast because it's not for everybody, but to give people a platform to promote themselves. I've been able to meet a hundred over 150 people uh, on my podcast and just providing so much. Like I didn't even talk most of the time. I'm just getting them to talk. Yep. But because I did something for them, they're more likely to do something for me. And I would say a 20% of the customer base in the very beginning was actually from the podcast. Yeah. Because of people that I interviewed, they were the direct customers that I didn't even think they would be, but they are now are. Nice. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think getting yourself out there and giving a platform to people is a great thing, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog, you know, you can have guest bloggers and do interviews in your blog. You can um, do videos, even in person. Like you can host a networking event and bring like-minded people together in a room. Um, any way you can do to, to do that, it's it's so super valuable. It, you're so right because every guest I bring on the show, um, you know, nine times out of ten, I do some kind of something with them later down the road, whether it's a mm -hmm. partnership or whether we refer people each other customers or you know whatever. But uh, yeah, it's I, I can't agree more. You're, you're speaking my language, man. <laughs> yeah, you know the game. Yeah, man, this this is great. So um, while we get wrapped up here, um, talk a little bit about, uh, you had mentioned that you, you started doing this type of business because you wanted to have a bigger purpose and you wanted to give back. So kind of talk about how you're doing that and, and what what you're doing in your business to, to achieve those goals. Absolutely. So there's three things that we stand for uh, at Penji. Number one is delivering a five-star service. So we want to be able to five-star customer service and create the best uh, design as a service or a service as a service platform on the planet. Um, number two is we want to help our local economy. We've been located in the city of Camden for about four and a half years. And uh, we went from 10, uh, 10 employees to now 23 employees worldwide. And we're in January, we were just able to, we were able to hire five, um, uh, five students that are um, 
that were students or currently are students that are now employed and they have a paycheck and they are from Camden. So every uh, production when it comes to Penji and marketing, et cetera, sales, it all comes from our local economy in Camden, New Jersey. Um, so Camden, New Jersey, I will not try to talk too negatively, but it was voted at one point in time the most dangerous city in America. Mm. And um, we are the only startup uh, one of the only tech startups, the only tech startup in the city of Camden. Hmm. And so we are trying to change the narrative of what a successful uh, startup looks like. You do not have to go to Silicon Valley to be successful. There's a fact. You don't. You don't have to go to San Francisco. You don't have to go to Philadelphia. You don't have to go to New York. You could do it in your backyard. You can do it in your local, your local co-working space or your local uh, you know, office or whatever it may be. Um, for us, this is a genuine thing. We want to see our, our city grow because um, of, of the way that it once was and what we believe it can be. So that's number two. Number three, we offer all of our, uh, all Camden-based nonprofits, uh, we offer our services to them for $1 a month. And there's a lot of uh, investment going on in our city right now. And um, there's over $2.2 billion being invested in the city. And we aren't able to give that much money back, if not at all. But what we can do is we can change the digital landscape. And so we provide, we're, we're trying to do that through our design by making things look better, even if it's as simple as a logo for a nonprofit. Um, we want to be able to provide that service to those people. And that's and I think that's that's great, and that's something you can do through this business model, right? Because sure. you you have that flexibility to you know to have a business model that you can scale, and then you can you know devote a specific slice of it to doing some of these you know projects for the community and, and helping out folks. And, and absolutely, that, that's really exciting. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, great. So you know, um, what type of person, um, especially those that are listening to this podcast, would be a good candidate to use something like Penji? Like, uh, is it something that a computer business, if they, you know, need graphics for their blog posts and they might have clients that might need graphic design work done, is this something that they could use? Um, absolutely. So we have, um, all different customers from all different sectors. And uh, the ones that I found that use us the most and are the happiest are the people that need, uh, that are constantly in need of content. So if um, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it because the audience that you have, if you need a blog and you need it designed, uh, or if you write a blog and you need something for your website, we could design something like that. If you need to promote it on social media, we can design something similar uh, for your, for your audience on Instagram, Facebook, et cetera. Um, but if you're a web designer or if you're an app designer and maybe you want to do the first portion of the website, um, but you don't want to do the internal pages because it's a completely custom coded, you know, whatever, um, you know, we can help in that regards as well. Um, so if it's anything graphic design oriented, logo, marketing, whatever, um, that's kind of where, where you can come in and help take that load off of your shoulders a little bit and allow you to focus what's really important, which is you know, inevitably your own business. Yeah, and it's it's amazing how much graphics play a role in just doing business these days. Because you mentioned, you know, every social media platform has a certain like size that you need for the graphic, and and when you post something, you want that nice eye catching graphic for every post. Otherwise, people are just going to ignore it. 
and, yeah. and you know, new websites, new landing pages, email newsletters, you know, business cards. The list goes on and on, and it's it's a constant need. So I can I can imagine uh, you know people there's, would keep coming back for that kind of stuff. There's one thing that I've I heard, and I don't even remember who it could have been some random person in the street, but um, in business nowadays, with how competitive our our uh, our world is in, in digital, the most the 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 best and the biggest differentiator in business is your design. So if you look good, then you'll feel good. It's just like putting on a good suit or a good nice dress. You dress up nice, you're gonna you're gonna be confident. If you look good, you're gonna feel confident. It's the same aspect. So just digitally instead of uh, physically. Very. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I love the feeling I get when I have a new, freshly designed asset in, in my business. You feel you know? like a boss, <laughs> <laughs> right? Cool, man. Well, hey, this has been really great. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. So where can folks uh, reach out to you if they have any questions or they want to check out what you have to offer? Sure. So you can email me directly, um, but but primarily I'll start with the website. So go to penji.co, P-E-N-J-I dot C-O, uh, and you can check out our website and read as much as you as you want about the website. If you have any questions, by all means, please just uh, hit me up directly. It's Jonathan at Penji.co. It's J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N. Mention that you listened to the show and the podcast today. And uh, you know, we definitely would greatly appreciate the high. Um, and, but to the, uh, to the people that are listening, uh, we also want to be able to give a coupon code to those that are still watching and listening. So you can uh, head over to Penji and type in the coupon code NOVA, which is N zero V a, and you'll be able to get a uh, 10% off your monthly, your monthly rate. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Thanks for doing that. All right. Um, well, thanks Jonathan. Um, we'll, you know, we'll be talking after this about, uh, how we can help each other out and let's keep in touch. Um, see how your business is going later down the road and, uh, and, uh, check back in with you. Uh, yeah, appreciate man. you being on the show. Thanks man. Appreciate it, Matt. All right, guys. So uh, you know what to do. If you want to keep the conversation going and we'd love you to continue to interact, uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast or after the live show, head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com and let us know what you think in the comments of the show notes over there. Uh, every episode has its own show notes page and we love to hear your feedback on these episodes. Also, don't forget to join us on Facebook uh, in the Facebook group, the Computer Business Marketing Group. Just go to techsitebuilder.com slash group and that'll take you straight to the group. We'd love to have you join in and uh, just a bunch of computer business owners helping each other out with marketing questions and answers and what's working and what's not and all that fun stuff. Also, if you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to subscribe and then rate. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback and every review you leave helps us to get found by other folks on those platforms. Finally, don't forget to check out uh, the Unconvention at unconvention.io and TechSiteBuilder at techsitebuilder.com. Thanks again for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Matthew Rodella saying, here's to your success. Mm-hmm.